The weekend just got more entertaining. It's Weekend Joe on Claves Online, driven by Munganast, St. Louis Acura. Hear from some of the big names in St. Louis and national sports every weekend. And now, here's Joe Roderick and me, I'm Andy Hanselman. And it's another episode of Weekend Joe here on ClavesOnline.com. We are driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura coming to you. Well, it's the start of August. It's August 1st, and I am Joe Roderick, joined alongside by Andy Hansman. Andy, what's going on, man? How are you? Joe, I can't believe it's August 1st already. It's unbelievable. It's it's crazy. It's you. Thank Thank God this stupid year's flying by. Right? I mean, you know, August is here, which means there's just so much stuff to get out of the house and go do, right? I mean, just tons. It's going to be a beautiful weekend, weather-wise, temperature-wise. You know, we've got a lot of rain over the past couple of days, but um, I'm sure the golf courses are going to be cart path only, which, you know, upsets me a little bit. As I, you know, I, I, Go walk! I, I don't mind walking a little bit. I don't mind it. Oh, I need it. We, I, we have so much to get to in, in our brief time. So we're recording this again Thursday night. I like to tell the folks when we're recording stuff so they know, they kind of get an idea. Like, if something so, big happens tomorrow, they know, like, oh, that's why the guys didn't talk about this. You know, that's, I, I like that, you know? So tomorrow yeah. when, yeah, tomorrow when, like, I don't know, Justin Bieber announces some crazy thing or something to people. They're like, why didn't Joe talk about the Biebs? It's because we're recording this on Thursday night. Joe, we are the show of transparency. We really are. I I like to be as open and honest as possible when I entertain a damn city. That's what I want to do. I've also also been up, by the way. I've also been up since 4.30 this morning. (laughs) We're We're recording this late Thursday night. I have done a lot of other stuff today between working at the gym, working for the podcast, and I also recorded an episode of the What a Rush podcast right before this, too. So I have been, I have really been going nonstop today. Well, that's just because you just love to entertain so much. Yeah, and that just, and I just need the money because, yeah. Not what you can do for your city, but what your city can, how, how your city can entertain you. Right. And I, I just, you know what I need, Andy? It's because I need money because I'm building a deck in the back of my house and <laughs> that shit ain't cheap. Okay. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that is not a cheap endeavor. No. So we need great sponsors like the Inskip Law Firm and Munganass St. Louis Acura, Munganass Alton Toyota, which, by the way, we're going to be at Munganass St. Louis Acura on Monday. Uh, we will be there for the lunch show uh, with Claves and Joe. So I'm looking forward to doing that. So, uh, Andy, we talked golf, by the way. I felt so terrible. Last Friday, we recorded the show and I texted you like right after the show, too. And I was so mad at myself because I did not mention that you Andy Hanselman having, uh, have gone on to the Elite Eight of the Fan Page Club Championship as you knocked off yet another individual. And there are now eight people left to win the prestigious prize of best golfers that listen to the morning after. <laughs> it, was, uh, it was a surprise for me too, Joe. 
Um, you know, I, I played Mr. Fanger. Mr. Fanger does not want his first name given uh, in public, so I'm going to go ahead and and uh, go ahead and honor that request. Okay. So I pulled my usual shenanigans, my usual sea biscuit shenanigans. I was uh, three down, three holes in. Uh, I brought it back to all square at the turn, and I was able to put him put him away, uh, three up with two to play. Yeah, that's really awesome that you uh, that you've been uh, proved to that. Do you know who your opponent is in the next round? I do not. We'd have to look at the brackets and figure out where that uh, where that is. As either Charles, quote unquote, Ron Godier, or uh, it's a guy who who Guy had to forfeit to. Oh, okay. So it's it's the winner of that match, and they have. Not, I don't think they've played their match yet. Well, you guys got out there and played like right away, like right when you could start that next round. Like you guys got out there and you got your stuff done yeah, right away. So quickly, so. I I wanted to give huge congratulations to you for that. Uh, but Andy, I, you're being overshadowed this week as far as my congratulatory um, feelings go, because. Our friend, my former producer, Matt Grover, had his first child this uh, this past week. And I, uh, I I could not be more thrilled for uh, for Matt Grover uh, becoming a dad for the first time. And I've been texting with him a lot this week. And it's just it's just so cool to see how excited and thrilled he is for what he is uh, for the new journey that he's embarking on. Grove is one of the greatest Americans that you'll ever come across. And the fact that he is a father now, granted, he was also, he was a father by choice before this, uh, the, um, his, uh, fiance, 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 yeah. his fiance had, had kids from a previous relationship and Grover really, uh, stepped up and, and was a, was a father like figure to those kids. And, uh, it was just a very, very difficult thing to tread as I've, you know, I've experienced yeah, yes. myself as a stepdad. Um, and, uh, so the fact that he gets to enjoy this now, this new adventure of being a, uh, of have being a father, uh, is just, is outstanding. I, I couldn't be happier for him. Congratulations, Matt and Amanda on the, your new baby. He, uh, I texted with him the morning that, uh, the morning that the, the child was going to be born, just wishing him luck for that. And he texted me back that he said he's terrified. And I just wrote back, you should be I'm like, I'm not going to sit here and <laughs> sugarcoat any of this for you. Yes. It's absolutely terrifying, but it is so cool to do. And he was texting me the other day about just how he doesn't want to put the kid down, how he just loves, you know, everything about it. And I said, yeah, I'm like, I, I get that. I really do. And I go, just wait till they start talking and annoying the piss out of you when they're about seven years old. And then, you know, we'll, we'll talk then. <laughs> oh, you, know, you can't speak that way about my buddy, Huddy. I tell, and I told him, I said, but seriously, I was like, I tell Hudson every single day how much I love him and that he's my best friend. And I was like, you will be this way with your kid. And I was like, it really is the coolest thing. And now I have to get online and find him a, uh, a Luke Combs onesie that I told him I was going to uh, send his way. I need to figure out what I am going to send him uh, because it's going to be something that he will never, ever put on his child and that I will just end up wasting money on. But when he gets it, he will appreciate that I sent a gift. <laughs> Absolutely, he will. 
<laughs> so that is what I do need to uh, I do need to find something for uh, for him to send to him. And I've uh, I, I've been doing God, I got a lot of freaking gifts that I got to buy for people because, you know, I got another friend that uh, that just bought uh, her and her husband just bought their first house this past week. And I'm going over there to to help them move in uh, this weekend. And I got to get some sort of housewarming gift. And God, I just there's so much I just got to and that, you know, I, I got to do all that. But so here's the thing. So this Saturday, Andy, was supposed to be. The alumni game, my, my Alton High alumni game. That's right. And I was really, uh, really looking forward to it. But with with all of the restrictions in place, the school told us we had to cancel it. They won't let any outside non-school functions be held there. I completely understand it. So one of the things, though, that we are continuing that we are going to do is the golf outing the Friday before. So, Andy, you're listening to this on Saturday. Everybody's listening to this after this event on Friday. But Andy, so last year I I had the event catered by local Alton restaurants, right? And you know, we struck deals with them and everything. So this year, I am not going to ask for any kind of discounted food from any of the local restaurants because I know that they cannot handle that. I know that 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 would be that would just be really really irresponsible of me to ask any of these restaurants to give discounted food. But on the other hand, I'm also trying to raise as much money as possible, so I have to figure out how to feed 50 people for as cheap as possible, Andy. Okay. And the way I am doing that is off dollar menus from fast food restaurants. (laughs) Of course you are. I I, I would hope that you're getting at least 100 jack-in-the-box tacos. Andy, it's in my cart on the app, and it will be purchased tomorrow. I've already ordered two Crave cases as of this recording. Okay. Um, I think I'm going six Little Caesars pizzas. Yep. Maybe eight. I don't know. We'll see how I'm feeling when I when I place that order. Um, my favorite, though, and here's this is what I, stuff I've found by going onto the app and looking at these things. The McDonald's app, you can you can only order 20 items at a time on the McDonald's app. Oh, no. Yeah, so I wanted to order 20 McChickens and 20 McDoubles. I have to place two different orders now for this. Andy, another thing I found out, that on the Jack in the Box app, you can order up to $125 worth of food. O-M-G. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Could you imagine? And this is could you imagine working at the at the fast food restaurant back in the kitchen and you get that ticket that comes in on the mobile app and it's for 300 tacos? Would that be or I guess I I guess you're looking at what? Like 250 tacos? Yeah. Oh my! Yeah, I'm not a I am not a happy Jack of the Box line cook. If that ticket comes in, I am gonna be really, really angry. Andy, am I a bad person for ordering? By the way, if you get so you can't you cannot order two hundred Jack in the Box tacos, but you can order a hundred ninety eight of them. And Andy, it comes to ninety eight dollars and one cent on the app. <laughs> 
But Andy, could you imagine sure. having to make a hundred of those tacos? Well, I think they can make them ten at a time. Really? I think their little rack thing holds ten at a time. Well, they're they're going to be racking they, them up one have, after another have, on, uh, uh, tomorrow. Time too. Joe, no, to answer your question, you're not a bad person because you're not like rolling into the drive-thru ordering this stuff. You're like giving them notice of when you want it, right? Right. So, yeah, that's a very polite, nice thing to do. Yeah. So I, I'm doing that, and then I got to figure out how to do all this stuff, and then I'm going to pick it up as everyone else is golfing and just have oh. a uh, just have a nice, enjoyable time. Did you, uh, did you order any Rally's $1 items? I d- so they don't have an app. So everything that I am ordering through is stuff I can order on an app so I'm not rolling through. Because I felt like, I, I, as much as I love rallies... Right, we've talked about our love of rallies. Yeah, I can't do that because I'm not going to roll it through the drive-thru and say, hey, I'll take 50 of your hot dogs. I bet you could call in advance and order that. <sighs> I don't know. I think you should consider it. Uh, so I don't how, know. How, come, how come we're not playing again? What happened? Oh, th- so I'm only limited to how many people I could have at the golf course, how many foursomes I can have there for that. And between the demand of how many people had already signed up for the event, I decided that eh, I don't really want to golf. I haven't swung a golf club yet. And I'd much, I'd rather just not do anything to affect my knee at all. You told me that you've golfed so much that you might be a little golfed out that I thought, eh, okay, I could drop out and I could just make sure the event runs all right. Yeah. That's, That's cool with me. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah, a little so- out. I live. Right. So, you know, we have we have 13 foursomes out there. They told me to keep it around 50 people. I've already had a few of the foursomes that have that have turned in their rosters that only have three people on them. Thus, 52 people goes down to 49 really fast. There so, you yeah, it, you know, it made it a lot easier. And we're also going to be indoor and outdoors. So that number that 50 people number is also there's a little leeway there with that since we'll be going in and out at the same time so it's all good uh and then also i mean there's not gonna be much hanging out either because the cardinals have a one o'clock game on friday which is already in the books and when you're listening to this on saturday even though we're recording this on thursday it's great that the cardinals won three to two on friday that's a complete guess if it happens oh my god that would be really cool if that if that were to be the case i have no knowledge right now of what the uh what the score is going to be but again that's that's what we have uh, anyway, lots to uh, get to with the Cardinals, too, by the way. But I do want to mention that we do have a uh, our guest list for the show today from Milwaukee, with the Cardinals being in Milwaukee, taking on the Brewers. One of my favorite follows on Twitter, who happens to be a morning show host in Milwaukee, Bart Winkler. He's on the show today. Uh, we, we talked to him a little bit. And then we go inside the bubble in Edmonton, Ontario, Canada, Andy, and talk to JT Jim Thomas who I think is still under the bubble quarantine when we interview him. I think he still has another day or two left 
in that. You'll you'll find out from that. And then Andy, you have an interview that you just you do it all on your own. You don't need me for this. It's with your cousin Dave Life, who is the uh, the tennis coach and a fantastic recruiter at Edwardsville High School. And uh, you, I wanted you to have him on because well, I had a, my my plate was full, and I figured, hey, Andy, go interview your cousin about all the latest rules that came out from the IHSA earlier this week about sports in the uh, fall of 2020. Yeah, I took, I took some uh, recording equipment over to his house, and we did it actually face-to-face. Whoa, okay. So uh, it's going it to be – he's a great interview. Uh, he uh, really provides a lot of insight and a lot of information. As a matter of fact, for his podcast, he interviewed Alex Fox today, who is the athletic director, uh, his, basically his boss at Edwardsville High School. So yeah. he really – was quite up to speed on on what was going on with the uh, with all the different uh, restrictions put in place by the IHSA yesterday and today. So you're, you're, when you say his boss, you mean like his boss is like, hey, how the recruiting numbers go today? And he says, pretty good, Alex. Got two kids. And <laughs> then they, they move on from there, right? I, I don't think they discuss those types of things. Oh, okay. You told me there's a message for me at the end of it. I have not listened to it yet. I'm looking forward to hearing what is uh, said to me at the uh, at the end of this, uh, and maybe I'll yeah, we'll we'll I'll, I'll address it coming up in crack slippers towards the uh, towards the end. So we we've had a week of baseball in the books. Cardinal offense, we've seen it struggle a little bit here and there, uh, but so far the big story around baseball has been the uh, the fact that there have been. One huge outbreak, half the Marlins team has COVID-19 and that has now spread, trickled into the Philadelphia Phillies system as they had a clubhouse attendant and a, uh, a coach both suffer for it. Two Braves players also have it as they were facing the Marlins in an exhibition game before the season started. And basically it was three days into the season. Everything that could have gone wrong went wrong with the start of the baseball season. It's just, I mean... When you look back at the stories of what might have happened and seeing that the Marlins might have went out partying or went to strip clubs and that's where they got it, it's just so irresponsible and ignorant of them to go do that. And I, quite frankly, I, I they shouldn't let them make up these games and probably make them forfeit if they do go and find negligence on their part. Yeah, they absolutely should be forfeits already, I think. Um I feel like that there has been an extreme amount of negligence on the on the on the part of the Marlins. Uh, of course, you know it needs to be proven with evidence and those pesky things. But um, yeah, they should be. I mean, they they shouldn't be. How are they How are they going to make the games up anyway? So they are. They are really talking, and I know as of with the time we're recording this, they are very close to uh, addressing the issues of I guess passing. A, a new rule or a new uh, amendment to this year's league rules where they are going to have seven inning double headers where they are going to, uh, to pass that. And it's already, and that's the thing. It's already a short season. It's already, the season's already screwed. It's already, you know, messed up as it is. We're going to have seven inning baseball right. games to look so back it's on. Already, <laughs> it's, already, it's already mostly a joke. Let's just make it a complete and total joke. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, it's it's so crazy that we are to hear where you're going to have. I, I mean, how many these guys haven't played seven inning games since since Legion I, Ball? Yeah, high school or Legion Ball, right? Right. And I, I just 
it's whatever. I mean, we're going to look back at this one day and just think of how crazy this season was. And, and this continues on to it. And I, you look at, we've had a season worth of storylines already in the first week with a team, two teams having to shut down a week of their games because of a, because of the coronavirus. You have Joe Kelly has gotten suspended for eight games for not hitting, a, not uh, for doing What's something it? that didn't even get him ejected. Total bullshit. It's it is it is. Total. And the thing is, it's going to keep happening too. That the Astro players are going to keep getting hit this year. So, <clears throat> I, I love this meme. And if you type in blah 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 on a gift search, this blonde girl comes up and she's making all these faces. Right, looks like. I feel like that's those are the faces that Joe Kelly was making, and some (laughs) and some of the things he said, and he got suspended for saying blah blah blah. He told he told him he struck out a guy and said nice swing, bitch. (laughs) He didn't say that. So uh, who's the guy on YouTube? Is like Fan Joe or uh, I can't think of his name. John Boy? John Boy. And he yeah. analyzes all that kind of crap and it, it, it does the lip reading. And when I saw that he said, nice swing, bitch, I literally busted up laughing in the middle of the office today. Yeah, no, that's uh, that was good. The breakdown of that was uh, was really, really good. And the that. Astros are going to keep getting – the Astros are going to face it now. And then you know what? Once uh, we get a full schedule in 2021 and they have to face teams in the central and the east that they don't have to face this year, they're going to keep getting it. They're going to keep getting it for so, year, years to come. What is Rob Manfred going to keep? Is he, he going to keep suspending pitchers for eight games who taunt the, who taunt the Astros? At some point, I just I, Rob Manfred. By the time they come to the next uh, negotiations, Rob Manfred does not need to be in his position of power. Rob Manfred needs to just kind of sit one out and and just go. It, it, same thing with Tony Clark on the player side. They they both need new representation on both sides if they are going to want to play baseball in the 2022 season. But that's it's a conversation for it's a conversation for another day. It, it, that's that's well, what it is. Yeah, the level of ineptness has been drastically just put on display this year by these two idiots. Yeah, no, the way they went about it in the public and everything, it was really, really embarrassing for that. But regardless, I have uh, I have been having a great time doing the uh, daily podcast with Polo Asensio, the What's in the Cards podcast. We're keeping it. I mean, we're keeping it around 10 minutes, 10 minute episodes, getting you ready for the game each and every game day that we are doing. In fact, Andy, I had a guy come up to me in the gym the other day. And was quoting things that were said in the uh, in the podcast that we did, uh, the game preview that we had the other day. So that was really cool to uh, to have that happen just the uh, just the other day. So uh, people are listening to it, and it's going really really well so far. Brought to you by Munganas St. Louis Acura and Andy by Munganas Alton Toyota because. Polo is driving a forerunner from Munganass Alton Toyota whenever he's in town for those Cardinal home games that he's calling all 30 of them with Benji Molina. And Andy, do you know how to say forerunner in Spanish? Because I learned the other day. Uh, cuatro running? It's forerunner, Andy. You should know that. It's just forerunner. It's forerunner. Yeah. 
Joe, my growing up, my one of my best friends was Japanese. Uh huh. We were at a birthday party, and uh, everybody kept asking, he'd say, "Hey, how do you sing Happy Birthday in Japanese?" And he'd go, "Happy Birthday to you." And they're like, "No, no, no!" In in Japanese, and we we thought for the long, we asked him like three or four times, but we thought that he was having a trouble mis, you know, understanding what we were asking him to do, and he was singing Happy Birthday in Japanese. So they just do it the same way. They do it the same way. They sing Happy Birthday to you. Okay. No. Similar right. situation, Joe. Yeah. By the way, that that just reminded me of something random I was looking up today. Have you are you familiar with the website Cameo? Yes. Just watching some so I there are some people like I would never ever pay for some of these. Like three hundred dollars to have Carol Baskin wish you a happy birthday. No. No. no, not happening. But you get to watch some of these, like their previews, like their sample recordings that they have. Some of these are so awkward. Really? That it's like, even if some of these are like $20 for some of these people, it's really, really awkward to listen to some of these, uh, some of these promos or some of these, I guess, celebrate. What? Is there anybody that you would pay $20 to to wish you a happy birthday? Uh, let me look at the, uh, let me see. Okay. Uh, let me see if Frank Thomas is on here, but, but you know what though? I don't want Frank Thomas to do. I don't want somebody to buy me a cameo of Frank Thomas to, uh, to do this. You, you know why? Me, because do you want me to go get Frank Thomas for you and bring him directly to you? Yes. Happy birthday. Yes. <laughs> That's what I want. By the way, he's temporarily unavailable. So it doesn't even say a price for him on here right now. Joe, who are some of the who are some of the celebs that cost twenty bucks and you uh, have them wish you a happy birthday? Oh, let me look here. How about that? How about I go to categories? Okay. And I go to the office. Okay. And I scroll through here. And Andy, if you want Leslie Baker or Leslie David Baker. Who was played Stanley Hudson on The Office to wish you a happy birthday? Yeah. $300. Okay, no. Ooh, Kevin. Kevin Malone, Brian Bumgarner. Okay, maybe. $175. Mm, Maybe, maybe. Like, if you get him to mention, like, something about bringing the chili, then maybe, yeah. Right. Oh, it's like they, they have them all sorted. Like they have a lot of them sorted by uh, by movie or by categories. So they have some of these in here like that. What are some of the other categories? Where's Katniss Everdeen? Uh, so wait, you want to know if Jennifer Lawrence would do this? Yes. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say she is too big of a star. Yeah, Lord, no, Jennifer Lawrence, not a part of this. Okay. Not a part of this. Uh, I'm looking here to see. Oh, athletes. Okay, so athletes. Okay. Andy, if you wanted Mick Foley to wish you happy birthday, only $75. See, I would do that because I like Mick Foley. And Mick Foley is a really, really nice guy. Is he? (laughs) The interactions I've had with him, he's been really kind. (laughs) Like I've texted him a few times to try and get him on for stuff. And that was back when Joe and I were actually doing interviews as part of our podcast. And get back to me right away. 
would always be very, you know, he'd he'd be sincere in telling me, you know, oh, I'm I'm traveling here, I'm doing this, sorry, I can't do it, you know, this and that, and then we've stopped doing interviews, so I haven't tried to do it before. But no, it really, he was a really nice guy. In the uh, the times I, that I, I tried to have him on, yeah, that makes me like Mick Foley even more. Right. Oh, Andy, here you go, Rod Blagojevich. Oh, nice. Eighty bucks. God. How the mighty have fallen. Right. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's just an idea of Rod where uh, yeah. Or with black hair, because he dyed uh, his hair back again. I have not seen him dye his hair back yet. They wouldn't let him dye his hair in prison. <laughs> How do you like that? So apparently Tim Allen was trending this morning on Twitter. And people thought that was because Tim Allen died. Oh, Tim wow. Allen's alive. Tim Allen's alive. But if you want Richard Karn to wish you a happy birthday or any kind of message on Cameo, it's $80. I would pay for that. Really? I, I like Richard Karn. What was he better at, Al Borland or the host of Family Feud? Well, he's the worst host of Family Feud ever. Is you really think that? Yeah. Worse than Louis Anderson. Yes. Were, was John O'Hurley? Was he a, a host of Family Feud? Yes. And you go Richard Carnes being the worst host of Family Feud? Yes. Has he- Steve Harvey surpassed Richard Dawson as being the best host of Family Feud? No. No. So Richard Carn, I said Richard Dawson's your number one. Yes. Steve Harvey or Ray Combs number two. Steve Harvey's number two. Ray Combs number three. Rest in peace, Ray Combs. God, I tell you what, man. I I I know that the the I know the tone of the show is completely different, but I think Steve Harvey has. I understand there is no family feud in 2020 if it's not for what Richard Dawson did back in the day. That's correct. I get that. I'm putting Steve Harvey as my number one host of Family wow. Feud. Wow. You think you surpassed Richard Dawson, huh? Yeah. I really do. Hang on a you, second. You tell me. You tell me. You go and watch a Richard Dawson episode and you watch a Steve Harvey episode and you tell me which one you're walking away from more entertained. He would French kiss the girls, Joe. I get that. Which one, which episode are you watching? Which one's entertaining you for 20 minutes more? Steve Harvey or Richard Dawson? Oh, man. You ask such tough questions. That really can't be answered. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. It break- absolutely can be answered. It's Steve Harvey. I'm going to, I'm going to break the tie. How? What are we doing here? If you're playing some audio, Andy, it's not coming across. No, I, I had you muted because I didn't want you to yell. Mrs. Hansel is going to break the tie. <laughs> Who's the better family feud host, Richard Dawson or Steve Harvey? Oh, she says Steve Harvey. She's on your side. <laughs> yes. And with that, we will take our first break and head into our interviews I for hate- the uh, for the show today. We got uh, Bart Winkler. Uh, sh- Sports, uh, sports radio host out of Milwaukee coming up first, then Jim Thomas from the bubble in Edmonton, and then Edwardsville tennis coach. And your cousin, Andy, Dave Leip, 
uh, talking about the IHSA um, I guess restrictions for the start of sports in 2020. We will be back with Crack Slippers at the end of the show. You are listening to, I, as I'm trying to think here, which show am I hosting right now? Because we I truly... I, 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 Andy, I really, I, I feel like I'm Ryan Seacrest now with the amount of stuff that I am doing right now because I've already done a This Day in Cardinal History today. I've done the Water Rush podcast. I was off today from doing What's in the Cards. I am trying to think which show I am hosting right now. And it's Weekend Joe driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. Hey, by the way, the folks out at uh, Munganass St. Louis Acura, I do want to uh, let you know that they have so much service uh, that, that you could go out there, get any make and model service. So even if you don't drive an Acura there at, uh, if you don't have that Acura at Munganass St. Louis Acura, that you can still take your car there and get it serviced by the folks at Munganass St. Louis Acura. 10% off too for all uh, military and first responders as well. So if you uh, military first responders get 10% off, your services at Munganass St. Louis Acura. Hey, on top of that, too, uh, they have 250 new cars, 110 used cars there on the lot. Klaibs and I will be there on a Monday for the lunch show, and we'll be able to walk around and check out some of the cars that they have. StLouisAcura.com is where you can find them online. 13720 Manchester Road is where you can find them physically there in manchester we will uh, take a break be right back with our interviews right here at weekend joe driven by munganas st louis acura you're listening to weekend joe now on clavesonline.com driven by munganas st louis acura also sponsored by the Collinsville Auto Body. Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Sponsor of, uh, well, my many shows on many different platforms for about 10 years now. Collinsville Auto Body, they'll work with most insurance providers to get you back on the road fast. That's 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville. Collinsville Auto Body. <laughs> And welcome back into Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com. The, uh, well, baseball season, one week has already been in the books, the Cardinals and Brewers this weekend. So I thought I would go up to Milwaukee and invite on the show one of my, uh, one of my favorite follows on Twitter, a very entertaining gentleman from 105.7 The Fan. He is Bart Winkler, and he joins us now. Bart, what's going on? How are you? I'm good, man. Uh, giving you guys some love. I Rock see that. Battlehawks. My team was actually the D.C. Defenders. But okay. Doesn't matter. I can remember two XFL names three months after the season folded. I think that's an accomplishment. So how do you go about, I mean, when you're in Wisconsin, how do you go about picking your XFL team? How did that work? Well, honestly, there's another guy who does Milwaukee radio, but he lives in D.C., so I, I like D.C. as a troll job. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully. I mean, we, we still don't know here in St. Louis what's actually happening with the XFL. There, there has been so much rumors uh, about what could happen with the league or where they could find themselves, I guess, when when sports like that can start again. But we're, we're still holding out hope that we could be home of the uh, of the Battlehawks, hashtag Kaka, once again. 
Well, I mean, what a shame. I mean, you obviously know the history of football in St. Louis, and then there's something to root for again, and they rip it right out from you, even though the support was incredible. I just – I like the league. I know that everyone likes to make fun of it, but it was football in the spring. I'll take it. I don't know what the big deal was. It was, and, and here, especially in town, I mean, going there and being on the sidelines for those games and seeing the atmosphere – was really, really cool. Like, I've never – I have I was there. I had the unfortunate job of covering the Rams when they were god-awful. And yeah. seeing the Dome then compared to seeing it for the Battle Hawks, you would never – I mean, if you would have looked at that, you would never have known which was the truly, like, professional top-tier league between those two. Seeing it, it it's – it was amazing. So I, I want to start off with this because, yeah, you you know, you guys have a real football team up there in Wisconsin, a very popular team. So right now, as we sit here at the end of July, when it comes to Wisconsin sports fans, what is like the top thing going right now for, for you with the NBA bubble, with, with everything? What is the lead story for you guys? I think because of the chance at a championship, it's going to be the Bucks, but that won't really ramp up until September. I mean, I think if, if all things were considered equal, it'd be the Bucks. but you have the Brewers right now and MLB hopefully going to finish this thing. And so, you know, it's been four months of not watching anything nightly and now we have the Brewers. So certainly the Brewers is unbelievable interest, but then the Bucks are going to come back. And the problem with that is they've got eight games that don't mean anything. Then they're going to have a first-round playoff series, which they will easily win. And then by the time there's meaningful basketball, it's going to be after Labor Day. It's always the Packers. It really is. But with the uncertainty with what's going on with the NFL, I mean, it's going to be the Bucks for a while. And it could be crazy if the Brewers make the playoffs and then the Bucks are on a run and then there is football. All those three things at one time is just going to be – it's going to be nuts. So I would say – as long as the Bucks are playing competitive basketball, they will be the top story. But, it, you know, there's – Wisconsin, I, I know, again, you talk about some of the, the misery there. Wisconsin's been in a weird spot where we won the Super Bowl in 2010, and I'm a wee guy. I don't have a problem with that. But we won the Super Bowl in 2010, and I'm a Packer owner, so I actually can Uh-oh. say it. But ever since then, you know, it's been – we've had really good teams here from Wisconsin football to basketball made a championship game, the Brewers, the NLCS, and a couple playoff appearances, the 2011 run where they lost to the Cardinals. There's, there's really good – the Packers have been good, but nobody's been able to really win a championship again. So it's, it's nice. We're always rooting for teams that are pretty much in it, but that means the further you get and the further you don't win, the bigger the heartbreak. So I think this Bucks team is going to have a lot of attention from a lot of people, even the casuals in the state. Packers owner, I mean, I, I see you got your cardboard cutout there at Miller Park. I mean, you are just living the uh, living the dream right now. I know. I'm like, I'm in the media, but also, <laughs> am I? I don't. I don't know. It's it's weird, but I yeah, I do have a cardboard cutout at Miller Park. Although what they did was, you see some of these games, they're behind home plate, which I think looks good. The Brewers put theirs way up for some reason, and I bought it. So whatever. 
I, I like the idea that some of the teams are doing where if your cardboard cutout gets hit with a foul ball or whatever, like you get the ball. I, I like that. The Cardinals yeah. through the first, the, the first three games the Cardinals had, they didn't do the cardboard cutouts. They had a completely empty stadium there at Bush. And seeing that was, was so weird to me because they have this one camera shot there on Fox Sports Midwest that, that I always – I kind of attribute to like the late season playoff run where it's coming from the first base dugout and it's watching a player score a run. And when you see it, you know, in late September, you see just the fans behind the, the stand behind that just going crazy because the Cardinals are usually in it at, at that point and in the race. And to see that in July and see nobody there is really, really eerie right, right now. And I mean, a week into the season, I'm still – I'm not used to it. Are you? No, and I don't think you will. And I think that that's why cardboard cutouts, they help. I mean, especially behind home plate, some of these Dodger games, it, it, does, it does help. And even teams that are putting tarps, even if they're with advertising, it helps. The game that uh, – I don't know if the Cardinals have had a game on Big Fox yet, but no. the first game of the season, they were trying the virtual fans – which it, you, when they had the shots, it looked kind of real, and it wasn't that big of a deal. But they kept going from cameras with virtual fans to cameras with no fans. I appreciate Fox trying to have some ingenuity, but it was just so it was so pointless. It was hilarious because you would see no fans, and then all of a sudden the ballpark's packed. I think you know it's just it's just a reminder of where we're at right now. We're lucky to have obviously baseball to begin with, but. It is, it is eerie. You watch these stadiums, like Bush Stadium. I've been there, man. It's, you, you don't picture it empty. Fenway, Wrigley, even here with Miller Park, to see these places empty, it, it sucks. It does. Where do you rank that? Well, I, that's one Miller Park for some reason. I have, ne- I have still not made it up there for a, uh, for a game yet. Where, where do you rank that among your stadiums? Uh, like all of baseball? Yeah. It's good. It's good. There's amenities. There's, there's places to move. Uh, I liked Bush when I was there. I think for me, I, I know we both probably hate the Cubs, but being at Wrigley, I think, is still – because when I grew up, all the games that were on TV were the Cubs games. And the Brewers were in the American League at the time, so, you know, I did, I did root for the Cubs. When I go to Wrigley, I still feel like I'm stepping into my TV. So that, that's always a – the stadium I like Miller Park's good though I mean there's there's it's a good ballpark it's not like top of the line because it's 20 years old now but it's what's way better than what County Stadium was and it's a good place to watch a game and obviously the roof helps the worst part I'll tell you if you ever do come uh avoid if you come as a fan avoid a weekend game where it could rain because what happens is it's hot they have that thing open, and then the rain comes, so they close the roof, and then everybody's bo ah. just matriculates all over. And you can like, you can like taste it. It's that's the worst time to be in Miller Park. So it's a good Paul Park. Uh, the sun can get in your eyes if you're on the third base line, but it's good. It's a good ballpark. It's just very boe uh, in yeah. the summer. I have, I have over the years, I can no longer, like, I can't do Wrigley as a fan anymore. I do the rooftops. I'll do the rooftops across the street. Just being in there for a game, I, I can't do it anymore with, with that. It's just, 
just being in it's just not a good stadium they do need to just they just need to tear it down and start over again but i like it's like going back in time for me you know yeah. so nostalgic with everything that we grew up with that it, it is like going back in time for me so i for that aspect again hate the cubs but i do appreciate the feel of going back in time what are your what are your thoughts on the brewers team this year i know they're still considered contenders but it does seem like they might have taken a bit of a step back from where they were last year I was worried, very worried coming into this season under normal circumstances because I've always wanted this team to spend more money than they have spent. And I think a lot of baseball fans with their teams are probably in that in that boat. But with the Brewers, for years, I feel like ever since I've been able to be on the radio and talk about this team, I wanted them to spend more money on pitching because they've, they've not had a true – ace and every name you know some i've been right on some i've been wrong on but if it's sunny gray that's out there jake arietta or you darvish or whoever i want them all give me a guy like that i I, i've always wanted that over the course of this pandemic i started to buy more into the the pitching that they do have brandon woodruff corbin burns freddie peralta these three guys mixed results early but if, if they can all hit, and I know to have three guys hit, even two of them, I really think Woodruff and Burns can be a very formidable one too. But the Brewers are not an organization that have developed pitching very well. I mean, I can name you Ben Sheets. That goes I mean, back a ways, yeah. The other two guys that we've really had as stud aces have been CeCe Sabathia, and that was for three months, and then Zach Granke, who was here for a year and change. So, I mean, they haven't – they certainly weren't homegrown guys so I've always wanted a pitcher and then with the lineup I think that like Yelich outside of his early slump here uh, Yelich is an MVP so he's great I love what Keston here is going to be and what already he is I think Lorenzo Kane when he's right is good but then it's another it's another year of these lottery tickets where the Brewers try to they've got like their little core of a team and then whatever free agents nobody else wants why don't you come over here for $3 million? Eric Sogard, Justin Smoke, Logan Morrison, Omar Narvaez, all these, like, journeyman guys, Ryan Healy and, and Jed Yurko, all these guys. I mean, that's, that's not a team. You need, you need more of that. So that team will be fine if your stars are producing at a star level. But if Yelich isn't producing at a star level and if Ryan Braun's struggling to be in the lineup, you don't win with a lineup of Morrison, Smoke, Sogar. You just you don't you don't win with that. So I think there's the potential to be there. I certainly think they could make the playoffs, especially with the expanded playoffs. But uh, the early early returns, again, a weekend. But the, the, I think the holes of the team have been have been pretty highlighted already. I feel bad for you guys that you, you know, I, I, I'm the same way when it comes to getting to cover them this year. We don't. I mean, we're, where you and I are sitting right now is basically the closest that we're going to get to our hometown teams when it comes to uh, well, coverage. And, what? I have my cardboard cut out. You do. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, you I do. Yeah, so maybe maybe one day one of the players will walk over and talk to it and have a conversation with your cardboard cutout. But you don't get to experience Jed Jerko like we got to here in St. Louis. You don't get to talk to him and, and interact with him. Like we, I feel bad for you guys for that. We get Zoom calls with him like once every four weeks. 
uh, you know, with the way that, that this is being set up now or these guys aren't available as much. But, yeah, so we don't, we, we don't, from the media standpoint, we don't know these guys as well as we could have. And I, it's part of the problem with baseball this year is you don't get the, the stories as much and everything's through a conference call and Zoom. And it's, it's one thing to, you know, talk state to state like this, but when you're covering a team, you want to go up to, you know, Josh Lindblom or, or Jed Yurko and get, get something a little off of the radar. I mean, Travis Shaw is a guy who I've liked here for the last few years because I, I liked him a little off the mic. You know, he says some things that, oh, I'm surprised he said that. Uh, Zach Davies, I felt like, was the same way, and, and these guys aren't here anymore, and now we don't get a chance to, to meet the new guys. But also, from just the greater fan standpoint, uh, no one's going to like them to begin with if they come in and suck. And uh, I think what? most of them are more likely to suck than be great. Why? With, go back to the pitching development for the Brewers – why is that in your in your mind? Why are they having trouble doing that? Because I, here in St. Louis, it's almost the opposite. It, it feels like some of the hitters, you know, oh, yeah. we've been outfielder after outfielder after outfielder. And, I mean, you look spread out across the league right now at former Cardinal outfielders that still seem like they're 25 or younger. And But the pitching staff, I mean, it's all guys that throw 98 or harder. Where's Where's the disconnect there when it comes to the pitching for the Brewers? I think there's been bad luck. I mean, there has. I think Mark Rogers was a the guy they drafted high back 10, 15 years ago, very high on him. And anytime they spend a high pick on a pitcher, there's injury problems, and then they toil in the minors. Giovanni Gallardo, I think maybe you can look at him as a guy who had some success. But then, like, Jimmy Nelson. Jimmy Nelson was the number one prospect for us, came up, was having a great season, and then he got hurt sliding into first on the base pads. So there has been bad drafting. There's been bad luck. I mean, any reason why there's failure, the Brewers have experienced that. I think these guys have at least the best chance talent-wise. Now they just have to make sure that, that none of the bad luck stuff sort of comes into effect. A lot of the big changes, just Nelson has me thinking, like, baseball's different this year. You know that. I know that. We always fight, do you want the DH, do you not want the DH or not? I've always been like, oh, I love strategy. But with the Brewers pitching, I mean, your Garrett was an opening day starter one year, got hurt on the bases. Giovanni did. Jimmy Nelson did. So I ultimately just caved and said, fine, DH, because it, pitchers on the base pass with the Brewers have been very unlucky. So that's part of it, drafting, any reason. Name a reason, I can find you a guy that, that's why it happened. If you grew up a Brewers fan, you grew up as an AL Brewers fan then, I'm, I'm guessing. So you would have had the DH when you were a kid probably and then had it ripped away from you. Where I grew up, I grew up on the south side of Chicago as a White Sox fan and then moved down here as a kid to become a Cardinal fan. So I, I got a little bit of both worlds too with, with that. So I have always been pro DH. I don't remember too much. I quit baseball in 94 with a strike. So I, mm. I, I quit. I flat out quit. I'm a, I'm a soccer guy too. So there was soccer in the summers. I, I would try to, you know, I'd watch that league, which now it's the MLS, which I hate. Um, do you guys, are you guys getting an MLS team at some point? So get, I was going to bring this up when we were talking. Up, um, so I think it's 2023 now is when – yeah, it was supposed to be 2022. They moved it back. They are announcing the team name 
and I think August 13th is when they're announcing the team name, but they announced the names that they will not be choosing on their Twitter account. They announced fan suggestions, like fans sent in logos and team names. And I tell you what, they really dropped the ball on some of these. Like the St. Louis Trash Pandas was one of the, uh, was one of the possible names. The Laser Snakes, which oh. I, the logo for the Laser Snakes would have sold out. Oh, my God, it would have sold out. And uh, so we're, I, I'm afraid that they're just going to go with one of those, oh, St. Louis FC and be really boring. So stupid. But, yeah, there, there is a huge – there, there is a, there, there is a fan, a lot of fan support behind naming them the St. Louis Dogs, and going with that and giving them a name. I, you know what? If they have a name or a nickname, I'm going to be fine with it. I just started getting into soccer during the quarantine, so I'm, I'm locked in. Yeah, well, the MLS is a terrible league. It's a pyramid scheme, and without expansion fees, they can't be sustainable. So I love soccer, but I have problems with the league. Why don't you go with the Battlehawks? Maybe that's available. You could do. <laughs> That the, the point I want to get back to is, so when the Brewers switched ALNL, I barely remember it. I quit baseball. They had that terrible diamond logo, like Notre Dame, but Brewers in the '90s. They were awful, and it was the it was the home run chase in '98 that brought me back in, like mm. a lot of people. So there's a really bad transitional period of Brewers baseball that I just I feel like '92 Brewers. I remember. And then, like, 2001 Brewers. I missed a lot of the 90s because I hated baseball at the time. Yeah. I just uh, Looking back, I mean, I'm looking at your battle. Like, we could have had the Battlehawks and the Laser Snakes in one town. I, you I, Tell me what town, what sports town in America could possibly top that with the Laser uh, Snakes? No, you couldn't. Not even the minor league teams. Right. It's, uh, it's, it's depressing to, uh, to think. Who, who, who's your soccer team then? Portland Timbers. Oh, I thought I thought you were going Premier League with that. I thought you were going to go. Oh, my Premier League team is West Ham. Okay. Who sucks? But I needed a Premier League team. I was in a went to Vegas for a you know Bros weekend. Did a poker tournament, won, and then the guy I beat, I bought him a shot. He's from England. I go, I need a Premier League team. Who do you like? He goes, No, no, no. Who do you like? <laughs> My team, no, you don't – I won't do it to you. He said it was West Ham, so I said, all right, it's West Ham. He says, all right, but they're never going to be good. They'll never truly be bad. They'll be, like, bad, but not, like, truly bad. But they'll never be good. Yeah. I go, I'm from Wisconsin. I can deal with that. See, I went I, – because I was playing FIFA, I went and spent a bunch of money on some guy named Jamie Vardy to bring him over to uh, the MLS – and I was like, I started doing research on him, and I go, okay, he plays for Leicester City. I'm going to become a Leicester City fan. Yeah, and that's good. Yeah, so I start, you know, I start tweeting out about soccer with hashtag soccer fan Joe and tweeting about Leicester City, and then they drop in out of the top whatever to go into the Champions League, and now I'm being blamed for jinxing them. So it's it's been an awful uh, start to my Leicester City fandom here in St. Louis. Uh, with them. They, they won the title a couple of years ago. You're good. I know. I that my guy won the golden boot. I mean, he, so I'm, I'm slowly learning about that. I, I didn't realize that the champions league and the championship were two very different things. Like I thought that the premier league and the champions league were just the same thing. And they just alternated going back and forth to what they were being called. Found that out about two weeks ago. So I, <laughs> I am slowly learning about soccer here. So the- 
the Champions League is awesome because all the best leagues are in Europe. And so they all play that in, in like, a, you make the playoffs to play in the Champions League. Great soccer. We have that in America. We have a Champions League with the North American clubs. So MLS teams will go to a Champions League and play, like, the best teams from Mexico or Honduras or Jamaica, and the fields are terrible and there's no fans there, quarantine or not. And it's, it's so it's like you're like, oh, my God, like someday – the St. Louis Laser Snakes or whatever the hell he said might be in the Champions League. You'd be like, are we in the Champions League? And then you'll watch and they're playing some team from, I don't know, uh, Bahamas. And you'll be like, this isn't Manchester. What is this? So just be prepared for that. Uh, getting away from, from baseball and soccer as we as we start to wind down here, just – Right now, I mean, how much are you guys enjoying the storylines coming out of the NBA bubble, with, uh, with especially with the Bucks being as good as they are? The first worry for everyone is, oh, no, Giannis is going to get tampered with, you know, with his impending free agency. I, I'm like 99% sure he stays. I really think Giannis is going to stick around here. And every video I've seen of him, it's just – it's him with his two brothers that are there. One's on the team, one's on the Lakers – uh, two of his four brothers are there. So it's, it's like most of his family. I, I love watching the video of these guys fishing and playing bags and playing, you know, volleyball. These NBA athletes are going to be good at every sport, golf after this is all said and done. I just, I think it's, you know, I was talking a lot about this on the show this week as the season is underway and starting. It's just weird that it's like this. It's weird that it is happening. All the NBA teams across the country, 22 of them, are playing at Disney and living there and working there and playing there, and it's just wild, and I think it's going to work. And they might have to do it again for part of the season next year if, if things don't improve. So it's just – I'm just glad that even now if, if it doesn't work, uh, if, if for some reason virus comes in or just it doesn't work this season, I don't want to look back at this year and say, well, the Bucks probably would have won, but COVID, like Expos fans say, oh, well, we could have won the World Series, but strike. I don't want to be that. At least the NBA tried to finish, okay? So even if it blows up in their face, they gave an effort, and then there's nothing that you can do. But if, if they do win it, you know, we talk about this a lot. If they do win it, how will you feel? You know, it's not going to be at Pfizer Forum. It's not going to be in Milwaukee. I'll feel good. I'll feel good about it. I think that maybe these are even tougher championships to win. And I really think that in baseball, you look at all that's going on in baseball with the postponements and Toronto doesn't even have a home and, and the playoffs expanded an hour before first pitch. And you look at all this. And they are, as you gonna put an asterisk on it? I think this is gonna be the toughest World Series to win ever because you're not just playing the games in front of you, you don't know when those games in front of you are gonna be. You're not just playing the games, your whole three months is a game, mm -hmm. off the field is a game, going to the hotel and not getting coronavirus is a game, having enough, you know, stability and, and wherewithal for your teammates to not go out is a game. So I think these are going to be the toughest championships ever. And certainly any talk of an asterisk, baseball, football, hockey, otherwise, I, I don't buy into it. And yeah, and on top of that, I mean, the schedule in front of you, you don't even know if that's going to be the real thing because 
one team might have 15 guys get the coronavirus, and next thing you know, you have to switch up who you're playing for three days, which we've already seen four days into the year. So it, it really is just an absolute crapshoot this, uh, this season. It's huh. – well, Bart, I really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, and joining me. Uh, really, uh, you guys, you have a lot to talk about up there in, uh, in Wisconsin sports right now. I, I imagine that's a, uh, that's a lot of fun to, uh, to actually have sports back in the, uh, in the mix for you. We went for, yeah, we went from, I'm a radio guy. So the, the most dreaded time of the year was the MLB all-star break. Cause it was four days where you had to really find something to talk about. Oh, we just had four months of that. So yeah, you know, it's a little, it's actually overwhelming right now. How much is going on? No complaints here. Thank goodness. He is Bart Winkler from 105.7 FM, the fan in Milwaukee. As we uh, talk a little bit of Wisconsin sports as the Cardinals and Brewers play this weekend. Bart, thank you so much. Yep, thank you. Go Hawks. Kaka indeed. That is Bart Winkler joining us here on Weekend Joe. Driven by Munganash St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com. Come also uh, brought to you by the Inskip Law Firm. Hey, don't hesitate to call the Inskip Law Firm for all of your estate planning, wills, trust, power of attorneys, probate, workers' comp, or anything else. Uh, they are very, uh, they are very conscious of everything going on right now with the. Uh, current pandemic with COVID-19 uh, actually have an interview up on ClabesOnline.com with Corey Inskip of the Inskip Law Firm talking about all of the ways that he is handling business right now to make you feel safer and some of the things that he's doing to make sure you're prepared as well. Uh, that is up right now on ClabesOnline.com. Scroll down and see the, um, you, you can see the, look for the Inskip logo and the audio there about a three minute interview that I do with him just to explain everything going on with, uh, with COVID-19 and how the law firm's working. That's the Inskip law firm. I N S K I P I N S K I P law firm is where you can uh, find that. Hey, we're going to go even further North than Milwaukee with our next guest. We are going to go all the way up to Edmonton and check in to the NHL bubble. With JT, Jim Thomas, see how the Blues are looking uh, as they are all up there and games are starting to get underway. We'll do that right here next. It's Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura on ClavesOnline.com. Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on ClavesOnline.com, now the exclusive home of Weekend Joe. Hey, St. Louis Acura has received the Precision Team Award 28 times more than any other Acura dealership in the United States. They have been serving the St. Louis area since 1986, located at 13720 Manchester Road in St. Louis. They are your premier realtor of new and used Acura vehicles, in the nation, that is Munganess, St. Louis Acura, the title sponsor here of Weekend Joe, now on ClavesOnline.com. And welcome back in to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura, here on ClavesOnline.com. Well, uh, the news just came out. As, as I, I tell you, and I be as tra- I'm as transparent as I can be with the listening audience about the recording schedule that we do here on the show. 
Uh, the opening segment was recorded Thursday night. My interview with Bart Winkler of Milwaukee previewing the Cardinals Brewers series was recorded Wednesday afternoon. And here we sit Friday morning, and I'm heading north of the border inside the uh, inside the dome, the cube, the bubble, the bubble, the NHL bubble, if you will, as we uh, we welcome in Jim Thomas to the show minutes after hearing the news that the Cardinals and Brewers game has been canceled due to a Cardinal player testing positive. Uh, JT, I mean, a lot to unwrap there, but the NHL so far seems to be doing things right. Yeah, uh, the bubble seems to be working here. We're, for the teams, they're uh, coming close to wrapping up a week. They got here Sunday, and uh, obviously I've been here. I'm wrapping up two weeks. I have two more days, JoJo, and then I'm out of quarantine. I will step out of the hotel, breathe a little fresh air, maybe go for a walk. You know what I mean? What, have you, what, so, what has that been? I mean, so what? what were you told when you went up there? That I can't, I can't leave the room that uh, they would bring food and they would knock on the door. Sometimes they, they just sit it on the ground and walk away. Sometimes they sit it on the ground and, and uh, are standing like, you know, 10 feet back. Occasionally I've had a long distance uh, handoff. Uh, no uh, uh, cleaning service in terms of the, uh, uh, the room. Uh, if I needed towels or anything else, they, they'd, uh, they they bring it. I've been tempted to to leave the room on a couple of occasions. Uh, I wrote. Uh, I've got these J, JT quarantine uh, chronicles going, and I, I kind of kind of been uh, uh, detailing what it's like here. But it, it's been a little little nuts. There's a little bar across the street that I've gone to on trips up to Edmonton called Sherlock Holmes. It's very popular on the hockey circuit. I've I quickly found out, and uh, I mean it's. You could you could almost throw a hockey puck. It's that close and, and and hit the building from the lobby of the hotel. But and especially last Saturday night, uh, uh, I was done. Yeah, I'm gonna go over there and have a beer. But no, so I'm I'm staying. I, I don't want to. As my wife keeps warning me, do not get kicked out of Canada. As soon as I got into customs, a customs agent, and I actually flew to through Toronto and then all the way across country to Edmonton. Uh, the, you know, the customs agent, the Canadian customs agent told me we, we take the, uh, the COVID very seriously. So I'm behaving. Are there other, are there other media members that you can interact with or are you just, I mean, you, are you just by yourself watching Netflix? <laughs> to my knowledge, there's two other writers from the U S that are quarantining one from Colorado and one from Minnesota, who I don't really know. I mean, I'm, I'm still kind of the uh, uh, the old dog, but the new the new kid on the block. So I, I know the Minnesota. I mean, I, I know who she is, and I've I've talked to her a couple times uh, on the phone just to ask her about something like, "Are you leaving the room at all?" And she said no. And and uh, we actually I actually got a uh, uh, credential uh, advisor, I guess you'd call it, saying that uh, you you've been approved to attend the Chicago Blackhawks game, you know, which was Wednesday. And uh, so I, I, I called her up the Minnesota rider and said, did you get this for the Minnesota game? She said, yeah. She said, are you, are you going, you know, cause I think her quarantine ends after today. Mine ends after Saturday. So I have two more days to go. She has one, but anyway, she said, no, I'm not. So I was tempted to, well, if I'm approved, I'm going to go over there, even though I was only what, uh, uh, 10 days into the quarantine, but, but, I, but I didn't. So, uh, 
that that's what's been <laughs> that's what's been going on uh, here. The, the pro hockey riders arranged this deal with a hotel, and uh, they got a very good rate. And there was supposed to be like a uh, a food plan where for like fifty four dollars US you could get three meals a day, and which which is it's hard to eat in any city of any size for fifty four dollars a day. And uh, I, I don't, I, I just have coffee for breakfast, but even to get a lunch and a dinner, you know, for 54. But anyway, there are not enough people staying at the hotel to, to, to do that. I mean, it's only like 20, 25% capacity, not even because of riders, just because there's a pandemic going on and, and <laughs> not many people are traveling or staying in hotels. So the, uh, I've had to learn how to use uh, Uber Eats and the DoorDash or whatever, you know, and, uh, so, so that's what's, uh, that's what's happening. But the hotel's been very nice. They've treated me very well. So the uh, general manager of their hotel even called and said, hey, if you need anything from the store, we can go get it. You know? So she brought some malt liquor, and I had a good no. <laughs> it's crazy that they are making you go through all of this. And I'm not saying it's crazy because of anything virus-related. I'm not saying it from that standpoint. It's crazy because I know – what coverage has looked like as far as the Cardinals and Blues have gone so far, right. you, you're not getting close to the players, right? I mean, once you are out of quarantine, no. you're not going to, you're still not going to be allowed next no. to, you're, you're not no. going up to Colton Pareko and, and putting a microphone right in his face. No, no. Uh, the only thing this will get us is in the stadium. And there's a lot to be said for being there, being able to experience the strange atmosphere there, but yeah, no, even after the games, the same Zoom calls that everyone in St. Louis gets is what we will get. Now, you know, I'll, I'll maybe I'll get a player or two occasionally on the phone or something like that. But still, now, what we're hoping is, is that maybe, and this is assuming the Blues progress, maybe when we get down maybe to the, the conference quarterfinals, not quarterfinals, semifinals, that maybe we'll get to attend the practices live, but right now, no. And it's, uh, again, it's a hell of a way to cover up uh, hockey. And, and as I, I wrote in, in one of the Chronicle blogs, you know, I'm, I was covering the uh, preseason game, right? Right from my laptop, Jojo, right from <laughs> my watching it on the laptop. I have this big, beautiful flat screen right here. And, uh, and I'm in Canada, no NHL network in the hotel. How can that be? This is Canada, the birthplace of hockey. How can you not have the NHL network? Because outside of St. Louis, you could watch the game on NHL network and, uh, and uh, uh, NBC, SN, NBC Sports Network, and they have neither of them here in the hotel. So I watch from the, uh, from the laptop. Everything happened so fast, I didn't have time to uh, – like quarantine early enough to uh, uh, to get here in time for uh, the, the the preseason game. The Wednesday before I left is when the NHL said we are opening credentials for anyone that wants to uh, uh, to come up to Canada. And uh, by Thursday night, like I don't know six six thirty uh, St. Louis time. I found out I was approved, and then I was on a plane Saturday morning. I mean, it was a big rush to get up here. All, all this has happened so fast. Now, Joe, saying that we've got in this in this hub, we've got Vancouver, Winnipeg, Calgary. There are riders 
from those cities already there because they don't have to quarantine. Yeah, without I'm not trying to get political or any any of that sense with this next question. Be, going from the U.S. to Canada, what what are some of the big differences that you have seen or experienced just from your short time of going from the airport to the hotel as far as the way life is being lived? Well, I was surprised. Uh, maybe it was fifty fifty on masks, and and I've also I've I, I've also talked to. To, to uh, a fair amount of people about this. And, and uh, I wrote a story about a week ago, just how, uh, or maybe it was in Monday's Monday's paper. I can't even remember now, just how Edmonton was such an underdog and, and how they got the, uh, uh, at, for a hub city and how, how they got it. And the big thing was the COVID-19. It's like ridiculously low here. Since the start of the whole thing, they've had like, I don't know, 30, 35 deaths and not to diminish any deaths, but that's ridiculously low compared to even St. Louis, which until recently, you know what, a couple days ago, as far as I can tell from up here, wasn't considered a red zone or any kind of hot spot. And St. Louis, uh, just St. Louis and St. Louis County, I think it's like like over 800 deaths, some, something like that. So uh, it's ridiculously low. Uh, the people, as <laughs> a few people, they, they think the people in the U.S. are a little nuts the way they're, they're handling the uh, – the COVID, they just kind of, kind of shake their head. Uh, but they, they got out early. They shut down early. They make masks available. Testing is not a problem. It's literally, seriously, anyone who needs a, a, a test can get one. Uh, and they had a deal here where if you went to the drive-up window, uh, you know, at the Tim Hortons or A and W, uh, which are big up here, or McDonald's, you get, you can get a pack of masks. I'll take a happy meal and give me four masks and, and, you know, for free, you don't have to pay. So masks are not a problem. And uh, what they've done up here is like when the, the, the number of uh, uh, cases, uh, COVID-19 positive tests are so small when it happens, they can almost isolate that area. Contract contract tracing is, is easier. So uh, they've done a pretty amazing job. Now, Saying all that too, Edmonton, 1.3, 1.4 million, a little less than half the size of the St. Louis metro area. So they don't have the population density of a lot of the bigger towns in, in the U.S. And Edmonton is kind of isolated. You got Calgary about two hours south, but there ain't a whole lot else out here in, in a beautiful Alberta, Joe. So I think all that helps too. Last time that, uh, that we talked, we, we kind of went through just, you know, how crazy it was to cover anything at the time when, you were, when we were all in lockdown in, in St. Louis. And we talked about some of the other events that you have covered in your career and where those ranked as far as things you've done and seen. So where does, where does this rank as far as everything you've done for the Rams and now recently the Blues? I mean, when, you, when you're writing your book, Jim Thomas – what where is uh where is this uh as far as what chapter is this going to be in <laughs> well it's definitely in the top 25 and you know i'm only what this is the 13th day so it could move up as we stay here i mean again i don't know how long i'm going to be up here I, I know i get to leave the hotel walk around whatever uh on sunday which is when the uh the first uh, uh round robin game is for the blues and i'm only a half uh mile walk uh, you know, five minute, 10 minute walk, half mile walk from Rogers place, which is where the blues hotel is. It's adjacent, uh, connected by a walkway, the blues hotel. So, uh, you know, as we 
as we keep going and, uh, you know, if the, the Blues have a nice long run, I'm, I'm sure it's going to climb the charts because this is unprecedented. It, it really is. You have, uh, you've seen a lot and it, this, is, uh, this is just going to add on to it. Uh, so, what, I mean, what are you looking forward to when you get there to the arena? How, are you, how is your viewing of a hockey game going to be different than what it was at Enterprise Center back in January or February? Well, first is, is uh, uh, figuring out everything, the protocol. We have to, uh, have to go up to, it's like a, looks like one of the kiosks that you'll see at the airport. And uh, you have to have your temperature taken there and you have to kind of log in with your phone. And, and uh, uh, just, I, I would assume most, as Enterprise does, mo most arenas have a separate media entrance. So, uh, I'm sure we just go right for the media entrance and then straight up to the, uh, straight up to the uh, uh, press box. And uh, I think what I'm going to have to do, and I've seen tons of games, you know, over the years of, of all kinds of back, you know, back in the days when I used to cover high schools, I mean, when you cover high schools, you cover everything, but you know, I want to maybe try to convey, I mean, you want to convey what's going on in the game, but just more, as much like sights and sounds and what the arena looks like and maybe something that you notice over here on the bench or whatever. And uh, uh, I, I did this in football, but not in hockey. I've actually brought binoculars so I can really like zero in if I see something happening on the, on the, uh, on the, on the bench. So, uh, you know, it's, 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 uh, you know, and then they're not, I think, uh, there's like a, they're going to open one concession stand for the media. You know, most uh, press boxes will just have food, you know, prepared food or whatever. And everywhere you go now or almost everywhere, you have to pay for it. Uh, but uh, I think they're going to open a concession and just the whole setup will be Zoom from the press box. It'll, it'll take a couple, maybe a couple days to, to, uh, to, to, to get used to that. But uh it, it, it's going to be strange. Even some of the Blues, even after the preseason game, remarked how, how strange it was to, to just be in that arena, especially when they were like, uh, you know, TV timeouts and it was so quiet. You could hear everything. I think I'm going to be able to hear some of the cussing, Joe. So, you know, <laughs> I even joke. I tried to joke, but Ruby seems pretty uh, locked in already. And I, I frequently will try to get a smile out of him. And I, 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 I asked him if he was going to be mic'd up and, are you glad there's a five second delay? And uh, so, uh, you know, and he, he will be mic'd up for some games. He said he did not know there was a five second delay, but that's probably a good thing. That's what Alex. Or should, or should they just make it X rated and just let it fly? Right. <laughs> there's, I mean, with the, with the way that they're playing the games, the schedule laid out, I mean, there, you know, there's some that you could just let it fly. They're, they're going to be late enough at night to where you could just yeah. let them say anything. Alex Ferrario was saying the other day, that the broadcast on 101 is on the delay. So the feed that the that Kerber and uh, Vitaly are watching is on a mm -hmm. delay, but they also can hear the sounds from the arena. So while they're listening to what's going on in the arena, they're able to hear the goal horn, and then they're watching it, and they go, okay, hey, a goal's about to be scored. And a few seconds later, a goal is scored. So, so JT, you can have the advantage of tweeting out when goals are scored, and you'll have that out there on Twitter seven seconds before anybody in St. Louis will see it. I was thinking about that. It reminds me of the draft when some locales, uh, the NFL draft, 
you'd get to pick like 30 seconds before it would come out. And it was like, should I do this or should I not do this? And I don't know. What, what do you think? Should I? Should I spoil it? What? I, should I just tweet out? I think uh, maybe just do it the first time and see how mad people get at you for it. Yeah. yeah and then yeah, yeah, because, yeah. yeah, I think five seconds is Oh, okay. McKinnon, 1 0 Avalanche. Yeah. <laughs> We'll do it. We'll do a trial run for your first game in the arena and we'll see how that works out. Yeah. yeah. JT, this is, this is fascinating. This really is fascinating to it's me. It's crazy, crazy it, times we're living in. And then look, last season was unprecedented enough. Everything that happened to the, to the blues, you know, uh, uh, worst to first in the same uh, season, dash to the cup, coaching change in November, uh, everything. And then this year, Tarasenko goes down. Bowmeister goes down. You show up at Anaheim for a makeup game. It was the makeup of the, exactly one month later. Oh, we're canceling hockey. And, uh, and now a four and a half month uh, pandemic. Or we've got hockey here in July and, uh, and August. I mean, it's just, uh, it's just crazy, man. It really is. We will, we will check back in with you when games start being played, when games matter, and we'll see how that, the experience uh, continues. I'm looking forward to hearing about your first trip to Sherlock Holmes or across the street to a Tim Hortons or wherever, once you're able to actually leave the building that you're in right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be great. Fresh air. I was hoping, hoping for a balcony, but no, I'm on the 11th. So at least I could go outside and breathe fresh air, but no, no balcony <laughs> here. I'm on the, I'm on the 11th floor, which maybe is a good thing. JT, we will uh, we'll talk with you again soon. Appreciate the time. Uh, stay safe up there and enjoy enjoy Canada. Thank you, man. You stay safe too, Joseph. That's Jim Thomas with the Post Dispatch up in the NHL bubble in Edmond, Ontario, Canada. Thanks to him for jumping on with us as his quarantine up there starts to wind down. You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganas St. Louis Acura. Munganass Alton Toyota here on ClavesOnline.com. Also sponsored by Collinsville Auto Body, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville is where you can find them. Hey, if uh, rainy weather this week, roads are slippery, if you have happened to get into any kind of accident, big or small, Collinsville Auto Body will help get you back on the road fast. They work with most insurance providers to make sure that happens. Again, 911 North Bluff Road in Collinsville is where you can find Collinsville Auto Body. We take a break. When we come back, Andy Hanselman sits down with Dave Leip, the tennis coach of Edwardsville, also Andy's cousin, as they talk about all of the uh, the new rules in place with the uh, start of fall sports in 2020 in the state of Illinois. That comes your way next right here on Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura. This is Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, right here on ClavesOnline.com. Hey, have you thought about uh, buying or selling your home here in St. Louis? Well, Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker, he can help you out in doing so. Been selling and buying homes for well, a few decades now. You can call him at 314-503-4999. That's 314-503-4999. That's Kevin Miller with Caldwell Banker Gundaker. Welcome back to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura here on Klabe's Online. I'm Andy Hanselman. Joined now by, I have to call him the director of tennis. It's probably too big of a uh, title for him. 
He's the boys and girls tennis coach at Edwardsville High School. Friend of the show. Friend of the show. Absolute I FOTS. You guys are the best. It's David Leip, everybody. Hi, Dave. Hey, good to see you, cousin. Good to see you, too. Big announcements uh, over the past couple of weeks, talking uh, just over this past week, really, talking about uh, yesterday. yesterday and today, too, with the IHSA laying down their uh, COVID-19 guidelines for sports that are going to be allowed to be played uh, in regular competition, and then also lots of different rules for intramural play, uh, really creating kind of a, a new, really a, a new sports scene for 2020 at the high school level. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you know and kind of how you feel about it. Well, what I know is that we're going to have girls tennis this fall. I know that several sports are going to be moved to February. Uh, some fall sports are going to be played in the spring, um, or at least the winter. Everything's pushed back. Spring sports are pushed back. I know that, uh, spring sports will play now into the end of June. Um, and how I feel about it is I'm excited that some kids will get to play. I'm sad that not all the kids will get to play, but I feel like it's my job to provide the best possible experience that I can for as many kids as I possibly can. It's not the time for me to be thinking about sectional championships or conference championships. It's a time for teachers educators and coaches to step up and say let's make this experience as palatable and as tolerable as we can for kids and their families in the last 24 hours i've received at least two emails from two girls that were that are good volleyball players that want to come out for tennis and my thing is absolutely come on out and they're seniors and they're not going to be varsity players at least i doubt they will be um but it's time to help kids um, cope with a very difficult situation. And so that that's how I feel about it. See, and you're lucky that you have uh, the program that you developed over the past 25 years in your career at Eversville High School. You have lots of alumni. You have lots of assistants. So you really have the capacity to take on that kind of growth to let those other kids into your program that may not at other schools really may not have that opportunity. You got to find a way. I, I hear what you're saying. You know, I, I get one paid coach. Um, well, I, I am provided one assistant coach, and then if I need additional coaches, then I have to pay for them, or the school or somebody has to pay for them. And I think if we have the numbers, then I think we'll add the coaches, and we'll find a way to do, to do it. But, you know, we've talked about this already. We may have to have practice for one group, at a certain time and then practice for another group at a different time to accommodate the kids. Right. But if that's what it takes, that's what you do. Because again, I'm going to go back to the goal, help these kids manage this situation. They need to play. They need to be together. They need to have some competition and it's healthy for them. I listen, you know, I listen to your podcast. Uh, we'll talk about your podcast here in a little bit, but it's a Metro East sports podcast over at our friends with uh, with lineupmedia.fm. And uh, you were talking to Mike Surrey from Oakbrook, and you guys were talking about PGA uh, Junior League and talking about just how kids want to be part of a team, uh, which I thought was really, really true and, and, and really a good point to make. And it's the same deal. Even if you're a volleyball player or you're a football player and you have that need to want to do something, 
these these sports that are going to be available for the for these kids to play may not have been what their first choice, but they're there, and it's and it's and it's a great opportunity for them. I think there's that, and then there's also the club scene because I'm sure clubs are going to get involved and offer opportunities for kids. Um, yeah, you know, I, I I do think I know that we're attracting some kids to try our sport who may not otherwise have tried it. And it's it's our job. It's my job. I take it personally to uh, provide a positive experience because, you know, these kids may just play tennis for a year in high school, go back to playing volleyball and then 25, you know, 10 years down the road, come back and be tennis players. So that's awesome. That's great for tennis. I had heard today, and this was at the gas station, so I'm not really sure how true it is. You standing around talking to people at the gas station? Are you Just, are you eavesdropping at the gas station? No, someone was talking to me at the gas station. Now, when I called you cousin, let the listeners understand that you literally are my cousin. Yeah, literally are my you are okay. you are All our right. moms or sisters. There we go. Linda and Diane, they are sisters. There you go. But uh, they said that football got pushed back to March. Is that true? Did you hear that? February. Oh, February. Starting in February. So football is going to be played. Yeah. Well, full, I mean, it's scheduled with with playing against other teams because they're having football practices this fall. Correct? They've been having football training sessions this this summer. Yes. And will those continue into the fall? That's a great question. Um, I just had uh, talked to my boss, um, Alex Fox, today, and that was one of my questions for him, and we didn't get around to it. But that's what I want to know. I know that. I know that. There'll be wrestling before football, and football starts February 15th, like I said. Mm-hmm. So wrestling will be in the winter and then football. So I don't, I'm going to assume that the football kids are going to lift and train and condition this fall. I, I would guess so as well. Now, is there going to be – But those, be, those charts are readily available. You can find those everywhere. Oh, yeah. Those, those, those charts that indicate the season. And here's the thing also. It's all going to change. It absolutely is. And that's the other thing. The situation is fluid. So, you know, if we can play for a month, we're going to play for a month and we're going to enjoy it, um, especially the, the seniors. You know, yesterday was, was a really one of the very strangest days of my entire career in education because I knew that the IHSA was meeting to determine whether or not we were going to play in the fall. And I halfway expected them to come back and say, no sports this fall. And so I was preparing myself for, okay, what am I going to tell these seniors? Because I've got almost 10 seniors this year. And I, I just kept thinking, what am I going to tell these girls if this season is canceled, if they can't play? So, you know, if we play six weeks, we'll make it the best darn six weeks ever. If we can, you know, we'll plan on playing a whole season, prepare for it. And, um, again, I, I want it to be good for the kids. That's my top priority. I mean, That's that, where my head is. And that really is should be the focus of everybody involved is, is, the, is the best interest of the kids, keeping the kids healthy, giving the kids the opportunities that they, you know, that they need and that they want to play sports, and, and keeping, them, keeping them active. It's, it's really – it should and – I, and I believe the IHSA, and, you know, they're usually full of infinite wisdom. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bite on that. You know. I no, think, I'm not. I, I'm not. I think it's I'm easy. Not, and I'm not asking you to. But I'm just. You know, that's just. That's my, that's one observer's opinion that I've seen over the years. I think they made the right calls here. The only thing that anyone could be critical of is if you suspect that there was poor communication between the Illinois School, Illinois State Board of Education, and the IHSA. That might be accurate. Might not be. 
You know, maybe there was great communication. Maybe think maybe they communicated well and worked this out well together. Maybe they didn't. But the decision that was handed down yesterday, I'm not going to judge it. I'm just going to work with it. What about the kids that also play football and baseball? These multi-sport kids. Because I know there's there's probably some. Uh, there always were when I was. I mean, they're going to be forced to pick between one of the two in the spring, and yeah, and that's it's going to kind of put them in a tough spot. I guess they know which one they like better. How would you How would you advice a kid? Oh, this, this, Coach Life, I want to play. Uh, I want to play football and baseball. What do you think <laughs> I should do? Now, granted, um, I know there's also been kids in the past that I have, think they'll be able that to have play run both. track. Wait, 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 wait. So football starts in February. Baseball is going to be after football. I mean, two separate seasons. Oh, yeah. Foot, baseball. So they're not going to run concurrently. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think baseball is going to be in the spring, and football is going to be in February. I think I think baseball will start after football, or maybe maybe there will be some overlap. There's going to have to be because if, think about it: if there's t- if there's ten weeks of football plus some playoffs, yeah. that's going to take you into into the, almost the beginning of May. Well, so there's going to be a little bit of overlap. Yeah, there may be some overlap. I think. You're, so, what you're, do you, what, so what do you tell? A, so assuming that there is overlap, what do you tell a kid that they don't know what to do? You got to start with the kid's goals. You know what? Are, what are your goals, and what are you good at? I think I think what are you good at is always is always a really important question. Um, I've talked to kids who were really good at one sport, but they're they said that 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 they loved another sport, and then I'd say, well, you can love it, but you're not going to make that team. And if you make that team, you're probably going to ride the bench. But you're good at this sport. Let's talk about our cousin, James Sourman. Right, got cut from baseball. Mm-hmm. And he was six four, yeah. growing, growing into six six. And mm-hmm. I said, "You might love baseball, but guess what? I think you'd be really, really good at volleyball." Well, that was your idea, partially your idea. I'm going to take some credit. Okay. And he was distraught, got cut from baseball, and I, I said, remember him being very, very upset. <laughs> he was upset, and I said, "Dude, you're a big, you're a big, tall guy." Because I think, I think the coach, uh, oh, it's not Becker. What? what, what oh, Andrew. What's what's the coach's name? I can't think of his name. He's not here now. Anyway, I remember encouraging him, encouraging him at the time to potentially pursue volleyball, and it wound up being a really great choice. A great and end up with a scholarship going to Lindenwood. Yeah, uh, and end up being a great. Choice and let's say him. those baseball coaches would have kept him. He might have thrown what inning or two, you know, middle relief or something like that. Yeah. You know, he he was able to play and start and be a good. Volleyball player, a contributor, played in college, loves it, loves coaching it. Yeah. So I say, find what you're good at. Find what you're going to play. That's just good advice for life. <laughs> find what you're good at. 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 Sit here and enjoy a, a, a nice cold Budweiser select. So, is looking forward to girls tennis in the fall of 2020. What is it? What are practices and what are – you kind of touched on a little bit with maybe your, your session A and session B of practice. Yeah. What are your, what are your matches going to look like? What are your tournaments going to look like? What is the postseason going to look like? Well, I think it's going to be much more regional. You know, we're, we're a program which has hosted big events. The Heather Bradshaw, presented by Scott Credit Union, has attracted, you know, 50 teams from all over the Midwest. It's not going to be that way this year. It's so you, be, won't, you won't be able to do those kinds of things? I do not think. 
Um, are you nor- going to try to? Um, I've got a meeting next week with Mr. Fox, mm-hmm. my AD, and he's he and I are going to discuss our schedule, and uh, we're going to do what's in the best interest of the kids. Our schedule has featured multiple trips to Chicago in the past. Right. I don't think I don't think that's going to happen this year. So you're going to have to you're going to have to uh, eliminate those. Um, I, you know, again, that has not been officially uh, decided, but you know, it's pretty obvious that that's not going to happen. And where I'm where I get confused is they say we're going to have a state tournament, but everything is going to be regional. So what does that mean? How how is that going to play out? Um, the situation is fluid. Every single day, I'm going to do the best I can for my kids, and whatever happens, it's going to happen. I'm going to train kids. One of the things that I can assure you is we're not going to dilute the process for the kids with high expectations. So the kids who are trying to be really good, the, the, the ki- we're going to train each kid according to her goals. We've got some kids who have put a lot into this. Sure. And they're going to come to practice, and they're going to get the training they need to continue to develop. I mean, at some point, some of these you've been coaching some of these kids since they were four or five years old. Coming to your, coming to your junior tight, to, to your life tennis academy and your, and your other Tiger tennis camps and, and, everything that, and everything that you do during the summer to help promote tennis in the community here in Edwardsville. Uh, we're doing stuff year-round to promote tennis. Um, and it's not just me. Edwardsville Tennis Academy in the summer. We've got academy in the fall. We've got academy in the spring for kids that aren't in their season. We've got a fitness program in the winter. Um, I work at the Y in, in Edwardsville in the winter. So does my staff. So I've been working on tennis year-round since 1994. Um, it's been incredible to forge relationships with families over that time and get to know them and not just like coach their kids three months a year, but to actually know them, know their families, know the kids before they were, you know, well before they were in high school. And in other cases, kids move in to the district and you just meet them as freshmen and that's okay too. You know, and other kids just try out as freshmen or sophomores or like I said, as seniors and that's okay too. Um, But I think that there's a certain richness to the experience when you know kids and you've known families for a decade or so. Sure. Switching to pro tennis, I know one of your, I, I shouldn't even really call it a pet project anymore. It's kind of a... Edwardsville Futures? It's a huge, huge deal that happens here in Edwardsville every year. Of course, couldn't happen this year. This would have been year number 10 for Thanks us. Thanks, COVID. Um, where, do you see, where do you see that kind of level of tennis going? I mean, obviously, these guys can't play anywhere right now. And so, what does what does that do? What does that do to your sport to not be able to have those kinds of events? I don't know. I don't know. It's doing the same thing to all the sports, though, right? I mean, it's not Absolutely. just tennis. So, I don't know. What's it doing to high school sports versus club sports? I don't know. You talked about the the question between high between football and baseball. I think the question is also going to be for a lot of kids: club or or high school team. You know, in baseball. That's that summer season is going to overlap with that select baseball season. Um, I I don't know. You know, I I feel like the world is is it's definitely dramatically changed today, July thirtieth, twenty twenty. Now, 
will it go back the way it was? I don't know. Your podcast, the Let's Metro East Sports Podcast. Thanks. Started out with a podcast with another friend of the show, Bill Roseberry, you know, yeah. a close friend of, of mine and Joe's. He's still a friend. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, uh, unfortunately, COVID was also uh, yeah. uh, affected Mr. Roseberry. We started in February, and um, I've had the idea of, of producing a Metro East-centered sports podcast for a while and uh, became an associate, a friend of Chris Lakin through tennis. And uh, he is one of the uh, executives at Lineup Media Group, uh, at which uh, Jeff Cooper is CEO. And um, he said that one of the things they do is produce podcasts. And I said, um, man, I've got this great idea. And he loved it right away. I did too. And it took us <laughs> took us about six months to uh, finally produce the show. And I did it originally with uh, Bill Roseberry and Colin Surrey in February. And we got off to a rocking start, you know, did maybe four or five shows. And then COVID struck and took some time off. And um, the show has been an evolution. Um, it evolved from a weekly update on the games that people were playing to, to bring in guests. It's really a, a guest-driven show, almost like The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. You know, that's, that's, that's kind of what it has evolved into. And we've had some really incredible guests, um, athletic directors and athletes, influencers, legends, uh, Gene Baker, Todd Moeller, AD at um, O'Fallon, we, Alex Fox today, obviously. I mean, I could go on and on and on, multiple ADs. And it's, it's, it's been enlightening for me personally. It's been inspiring. And it's, I've learned so much. I've learned so much about about what goes on in the Metro East. And the, and the thing that I think about the most is this. I've been a tennis coach for 26 years in the Southwestern Conference at EHS, and I spend my whole time trying to beat Collinsville, Belleville East, Springfield, um, New Trier. And the podcast has been a blast because I want everyone to win. I want O'Fallon to win. I want Belleville East to win. I want Triad and Woodriver. Every, I, it's just it's just a matter of spreading the good word and all the good things that are going on in the Metro East because I have a slight chip on my shoulder in the sense that I feel like not everyone covers us like we should be covered. And there's a lot of good stuff happening, and it needs to be covered, and I'm, I'm proud to cover it. You do a great job interviewing everybody. Uh, you're very thoughtful. I'm learning, you're, but you're doing. But the thing is that you're so natural; it's very listenable. Um, you could use a little more inflection in your voice sometimes, uh, but that's okay. Come on, you know, we're related. You're just being nice, but yeah, my inflection is terrible. Like I listen to myself sometimes, and like I try to sound, I try to sound calm, and then I sound half asleep. So, so when, when I'm I, learning. When I listen, it's like you're listening to. The Delicious Dish on NPR. I'm David Leip. <laughs> You're listening to The Delicious Dish. My guest today is Pete Schwetty. <laughs> I feel like you're making jokes that I don't know about. We've been talking to uh, the boys and girls tennis coach at Edwardsville High School. His name is David Leip. And can we cousin. say subscribe to the Metro East well, Sports sure Podcast? Well, sure we can. You can find, no, you can't find it on Spotify, which I was kind of upset about. That's what? Kind of, that's kind of a big deal. I Not on I... Spotify. But you can find it on iTunes, Stitcher, and all the places that you can uh, find other podcasts. And find us on Facebook and find us on Twitter. Yep. At, uh, was it at MESP podca uh, Podcast? Yes. It's yes. great. It's great stuff. Yeah. Check it out if you get a chance. I know we have a lot of uh, Metro East listeners. Yeah. Craig Young is one of our is one of our listeners. <laughs> Sports and Lit. Great kid. Had him. Yep. Wonderful. Awesome. 
awesome old friend of mine, old old friend of mine. So, Dave, appreciate your time so much, cousin. I love you. Thanks love for you having too. me on today. I really appreciate it. It's always good to uh, to uh, be on the show. And I, you know, my only regret is that Joe's not here. I know, because you and Joe really have a good rapport I, back and can forth. Can I give you a hug to give to Joe? Yes, you can. All right. Do you want to send Joe a message or anything while we're at it? Joe, I want to say that uh, even though some people may call you a mediocre athlete, <laughs> and some people may say you got a face for radio, I'm just going to say I think you're a hell of a guy. <laughs> I think you're you're like, obviously, probably in the top 300 people I know, and I just want you to keep on keeping on. And don't go changing. That's David Light. He's a boys and girls tennis coach at Edwardsville High School. I'm Andy Hanselman. You're listening to Weekend Joe, driven by Munganess, St. Louis Acura. Back after this on Claves Online. Recent events have shown that life can turn in an instant. This has caused many people to realize that estate planning is essential. The Inskip Law Firm is here to help with everything from trusts and wills to power of attorney, deeds, and probate. They have systems in place to service your needs without having to have an in-person consultation, flat fees so that you know what you're paying ahead of time, and they make the whole process easy. Call now, 314-818-0344. Just a quick chat and you decide together what services are right for your situation. That's the Inskip Law Firm, I-N-S-K-I-P. And remember, the choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertising. Final segment of Weekend Joe coming your way right now here on ClavesOnline.com. Hey, we're driven by Munganass St. Louis Acura, also Munganass Alton Toyota. I mentioned it early on the show, the uh, the folks at Munganass Alton Toyota, they have Polo Asensio, uh, my co-host for What's in the Cards with Joe and Polo, which what if, if it's if you're listening to this right now, there might be a brand new episode up right now on Claves Online, getting you ready for the Brewers and Cardinal game tonight here at uh, on Saturday. So there might be a brand new episode up right now that you can click on. I would say I would say listen to the final few minutes of this. Listen to what we have for you in Crack Slippers. And then, Andy, you go right into uh, what's in the cards with Joe and Polo. That's that's the best way to go about doing it. I mean, I say you pretty much grab a hammer, smash your phone. That way you can't even change. Whoa, to whoa, whoa stop, 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 Andy. No, 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 stop. No, no. Okay, this we okay. We can't. Yeah, this isn't like no. If you smash your phone, Andy, you can't listen to podcasts on your phone. Yeah, that's a terrible suggestion. Do not do that. Oh, okay. That's yeah, a- no. This isn't no. This isn't like ripping the knob off. No. What you could do, you could set your phone Bluetooth it into your car, and then just rip that Bluetooth button out of your car, so you never have to change it off Bluetooth. Okay, that's that's a much better idea. Thank you. God, you have people. I mean, until hey, if if Verizon or AT and T want to jump on board and sponsor us on Claves Online, then I will take all the damn hammers in the world and smash phones. So people got to go out and get new ones. Okay, yeah. that's hey. I will I will gladly uh, suggest that. We we could call it a phone giveaway, but what we're, what we're really going to do is we're going to grab your phone and we're going to take it away from you and smash it. So you have to go buy a new phone. Yeah. So that's uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's what you have to look forward to. By the way, I listened to what your cousin had to say to me. Yeah, I listened to the end of that. You know what? Like, I, I I wish I had I wish I had more time to come up with something clever to say, but I really don't have anything clever to say. 
I, I mean, if I was from Edwardsville, I'd recruit somebody to come in and think of something clever to say. Right. And everything would be fine. Right. But I, I just I don't have the uh, I don't have the time to do that right now. And it, you know what? It is what it is. OK, it is what it is. I appreciate him coming on a show with my name on it. All right. Just don't don't let him forget that. Let him know whose show he came on okay. today. He he brought that. He says, why is the show called Weekend Joe and not Weekend Joe and Andy? Yeah. When, yeah. when the show started, Andy, it was supposed, supposed to be a rotating fixture of co-hosts. Right. And then the station, the radio station, let me go. They fired me from a job they weren't paying me for. Right. Because of the global pandemic. And we moved on to Klabes Online. And it's, it, it has been so easy for you and I to jump on here and do this every week. It's, it's really, really easy. Yeah, so that's that's just how it is. Uh, how it's gone about, and you know, he he raises a, a very good question. I just, I'll tell you what, the name Weekend Joe is it's dumb as hell. It really is. Well, it kind of reminds me of like Weekend, like Morning Latte. Yes. Yes. Which which, which is a fictional morning show on Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live, hosted by Sherry O'Terry and Will Ferrell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, it's, it's pretty much what the name kind of derived from. So, I, I like the name. I, I don't need to. I don't need to be on any names of anything. I, I just find being over here in my little corner. I really enjoyed when we had when the show was called Primetime back in the nine twenty days. I enjoyed that name. The name of that show. That's a really good name. It was. It was a good show. I liked it, but. Whatever it's it, it was it was in the past. I could the fact that I could go through and name all these shows that that I've on and the names that we came up with them. I I well, enjoy all of that. Without, yeah, without question, going over had the best theme song ever. Oh my god, did it ever! <laughs> it really did. The fact that I found a song that was sung as a gospel, like it was sung like a gospel, that I was able to find the words going over in, it, it was so good. And also, if it, it sounded like it'd be the theme song of a Reginald Vell Johnson show. Exactly what it was. Yes. Reginald Vell Johnson was the host of the TV show that used the going over theme. Absolutely. If it ever, yeah. <laughs> it was. Hey, Andy, we, we, we have talked enough today. We've had three great guests on the show today. We need to wrap it up with some crack slippers, and we are going to finish really strong with what we have in crack slippers today, if you would do the honors. Some stories just aren't meant to hit the mainstream news. We picked those stories up here on Weekend Joe. These are the crack slippers with Joe Roderick on Claims Online. Andy, did you ever subscribe to the magazine of, named Sports Illustrated? Sure I did. Yeah, what would it would it come weekly or bi-weekly? <clears throat> Believe weekly. Okay, then they probably they went down to bi-weekly and but you'd get it in the mail. Yeah. You, you know you'd get some great articles, some really yes. cool pictures. Awesome. I, it, Always had the best pictures. Right. And once a year you'd get the swimsuit issue that you'd have to steal from your dad. I mean, you know, you 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 found a way to make sure that ended up in your room and not where where dad kept all the magazines. Am I right? That's correct. Well, Sports Illustrated used to be owned by uh what, the Times Company? Yeah, the Time Warner Media Company. Yeah. Andy, it uh now is owned by Authentic Brands Group. Okay. 
Do they still make Sports Illustrated the magazine? I have no idea. I, no- I don't know. I don't know if they moved to just online. I'm not sure. But Andy, they're, they've been struggling for a while to make money. I mean, of course, with internet the way it is and stories, you know, being so quick and you need, you know, 20 seconds after you see a story, it's already old news. I get it. I, I get it. They, you know, they, they probably needed to move to online only. But Andy, they figured out another way to make money. Oh, have they now? Yes. Sports Illustrated Supplements. I'm sorry, what? Sports Illustrated supplements. Okay. Andy, they they are making protein powders, pre-workouts. Uh they they have supplements such as intensity. Ooh, that's a play like on like iced tea. They also have something called it's Sports Illustrated Nutrition. They have brain formula. It supports and helps uh, support improved memory, brain functions, and mood, along with focus, mental clarity, and alertness. That's interesting now, isn't it? So Sports Illustrated branded supplements. Yes. This sounds like a hoax. Andy, it's not. I asked my guy at uh, at One Stop Supplements right there in Maryville if uh, he planned on selling these. And he, he, unfortunately, he told me no. He didn't see a, uh, he didn't see a big market for, uh, for them. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be interested in them. Yeah, they, uh, yeah, the pre-workout again. If I, if I could get my hands at the store in the pre-workout, I'd give it a try. I like a nice pre-workout that makes me itch, Andy. It makes me want to itch the whole time I'm, I'm working out. They have uh, some whey protein. They have some post-workout. I mean, they have all this stuff. It's all stuff, Andy, that I use. I mean, it's all stuff that I'll go uh, and buy from the what store. See, if, if I could find out who's actually making the stuff, maybe that would change my mind. It's, it's Sports Illustrated Nutrition is, uh, is who makes it. And, well, like I said, the company that, that I mentioned early on that, that bought Sports Illustrated is who is making it, who's coming out with it. And I tell you what, I'm looking at the prices of some of this now, and there's, there's just no way in hell. There's no way in hell. I, they for thirty seven dollars they have pre workout. I don't see how many servings are in this uh, in this pre workout, Andy. But thirty seven dollars way too much for a uh, for a pre workout. And it says there's no caffeine or no sugar in it. I want to know how it's going to make me itch if you don't put caffeine in that thing. <laughs> it probably isn't going to. Andy, I I need my pre workout to make me feel like I'm addicted to something. That's what I need. It. That's how I know that it's working. <laughs> like you're trying to eat your face off, Andy. I need to. I, I if I if I get a new jar of pre workout anything, and I am not sitting there just scratching my arm while I'm in the gym between sets, I, I that's I, I'm I'm gonna buy a new pre workout. Joe, that doesn't sound real healthy, bud. Whatever works, right? Right. Whatever works. <laughs> <laughs> So go find yourself some Sports Illustrated Nutrition. Try it. Let me know how it is because I'm not buying it unless one stops selling it. That's that's my motto when it comes to that. Andy, that's going to wrap it up for us uh, here today on the uh, the show. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, rest of your weekend, and hopefully the uh, the storms stay away 
and you are able to golf. Lots uh, lots going on on Claves Online. Friday, we put a hockey roundtable up there with Kevin Weeks, Alex Ferrario, and Jeremy Rutherford. So that's available for you up there at Claves Online. You have the What's in the Cards show with me at Polo. You have uh, Cardinal This Day in Cardinal History. Andy, today on This Day in Cardinal History... We have memories. You know, you know who you know who lent his voice to us for today for August first, this day in Cardinal history. Who? Willie McGee. Wow. Yep. Yeah. That's we pretty have, incredible. We have Willie McGee talking about the August first memory. That's really really cool. I also too. I, I I encourage people to go back if if you haven't listened. If you listen sporadically to them. I encourage you to go back and listen to July 30th because we have been so lucky to have Rick Hummel do the This Day in Cardinal Histories throughout. Like He's been on almost every single one of them. He sits down with Claves at the end of every month, and they go through whatever this day is, day after day after day, and they record them all out. And Rick Hummel has covered so many games and has so many great Cardinal memories along the way that it's so cool listening to him talk about some of these. And you, you sometimes you don't expect some stories, but you get them, and it's really awesome. Well, on July 30th, Andy, in 2002, Rick Hummel went into the major, went into the Hall of Fame. Oh, cool. With Cal Ripken and Tony Gwynn. And Rick Hummel kind of just goes over and talks about what the day was like he was, uh, that day was like in Cooperstown. So he talks about it and talks about his memories from the day 18 years ago. So it was a, it was a pretty cool, uh, pretty cool memory to listen to him talk about. And I do think he was surprised when Claves brought up the date because he knew what that date was. And uh, yeah, he, uh, but I think he was surprised that we, we brought that up for, uh, for this day in Cardinal history. So we have that coming up Monday. Klaibs and I are at Munganess St. Louis Acura for the lunch show. So we'll be there for that. And then lots, uh, lots more coming up this week here on Klaibs online. So for Andy Hanselman, I am Joe Roderick. You have been listening to weekend Joe driven by Munganess St. Louis Acura right here on ClavesOnline.com. With St. Louis Acura's new Buy Online feature, picking and purchasing a vehicle from the comfort of your home or office has never been easier. And as we've seen from the latest challenges, having the freedom of your own vehicle makes more sense than ever. With low monthly lease payments on new Acuras and pre-owned inventory starting below $10,000, we offer affordable alternatives all covered by the St. Louis Acura promise that we support and service what we sell. St. Louis Acura is committed to becoming better than ever for you.